T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I mean, you guys are the best team in Chicago. Everybody knows that. We all know that the afternoon show is not afraid of anything, really. Yeah. But Afternoons on the score. Tough. I mean, the Bulls battled back, but when you dig a hole that's that big, down 21 points, and you actually come back and take the lead, uh, a tough, tough way, uh, a hill to climb. And uh, this Cleveland team found the rhythm back. And to lose this game. So the Bulls go on. They lose this game 109-91. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. So we've been watching. But because of the Bears drama, frankly, we haven't been talking a ton about the Bulls. There was a stretch where Zach was playing better. The Bulls were playing better. They've been winning more games. But the fundamental issues still seemingly remain the same. So Joe Cowley, terrific beat writer for the Bulls and our friend from the Sun-Times, joins us on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. Joe, as always, thanks for the time, man. How you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing well. Is the future of the Bulls any brighter given what's happened in the last three or four weeks, we'll say? No, because I think the problem is some of those rumored teams, whether it was Toronto with Siakam, whether it was uh, Toronto with OG, um, New York kicking the tires on Zach, they've all moved into action in other directions. And those were the teams that if there was a, a blip of life in possibly trading Zach, it was in the area of those teams. So now that those teams have gone elsewhere, which doesn't surprise me considering what I had heard even in the summer, that stuff just wasn't going to happen from the New York standpoint because they just overvalued what Zach Levine was. Um, and now you're seeing these other teams make moves in the East. You're just having a market dry up more and more and more. And and not to say that those teams were that interested in him because I think everyone's been pretty consistent with reporting that there is no market on Zach Levine. What you were hoping for is someone would get nervous as the trade deadline came along or whether there's an injury or there's a team that's playing better than expected and it needs that push, that scoring push, that someone would get antsy and go ahead and, and make an offer. 
Um, that's drying up. And I think the only place that you can point to now is a bad deal with LA. <laughs> and, and I don't, and from what I've been told, they, because of the new CBA, they know they can't have three max players. So that's, that's an issue. And so I, I, you know, there's just nothing out there right now. And we're, and we're kind of what we're, I think nine, 10 games away from the, from the trade deadline, from a bull standpoint. Yeah, it's quite something, Joe. Uh, Brian Winhurst the other day said he thinks there's 0% chance that the Lakers trade for Zach Levine, 0% chance. And I, I think that's because of the financial realities that you're talking about, but I mean, you referenced it, and Danny referenced it earlier in the show. Pascal Siakam is now uh, with the Pacers to pair with Tyrese Halliburton. They traded Bruce Brown, who they signed just this last offseason, because now we're past that January 15th deadline. So everything's available here. Everybody is signed. Everybody the Lakers re-signed are all available. Yeah, But it it, it doesn't seem like there's a market um, for Zach. Just so we get on record here, when Adrian Wojnarowski and others were reporting that there was no market for Zach and that he needed to play well, was that all like legit source stuff coming from teams or was that plants from bulls? Like what were your thoughts as that was happening? Because it seemed like at least for a little while, Zach got the message. He came back like a good soldier after the injury and seemed to play more of the team ball that they've been doing, kind of deferring to Kobe white sometimes, et cetera. No, that was pretty consistent league wide with, with, when you talk to different people, um, you know, I mean, we were obviously in and out of a lot of towns, a lot of scouts, a lot of executives that we see. And, and consistently, that was the message, not only that Woj was getting, Casey Johnson was getting, I was getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, across the board, that just seems to be the underlying thing. And this was my concern years ago, and, and, and I caught a lot of flack from it. Um, Bill taught teams a lesson. Washington taught teams a lesson that when you max – a one-dimensional two-guard, there is very little that goes right. But yet people wanted to fight me on that and tell me the market would eventually change, the TV revenue would change things, and so, and even if they max him, um, it's going to be an easy contract to move. And this has always been my fear, that this, they were going to paint themselves in their corner with this guy. And, you know, it had nothing to do with his personality. I think he's a great guy. I think he's probably one of the, the, the better human beings that I've covered. Uh, I just didn't want to max him. And so, you know, unfortunately, this is the point we're at right now where they may have to just eat it for this season and then revisit it off season as years come off. But it's it's just it just gets uglier each year. I mean, we're talking, you know, this is only year two of it. We've got next year, the year after when it gets up to 46 million. And then he's got the player option for the year after that. at just under 50 million. Good luck. So so what does it look like if they're going to facilitate the bad deal with LA or the bad deal with somebody else. Like what does it even look like? The bulls have to add assets to get a team to take Zach Levine at this point. Well, I mean, first of all, the, the idea that Reeves was ever involved with any kind of talk, I was told he's never been, never been put out there. Um, I mean, we're talking D'Angelo Russell and Rui and, and then you, you, you fix the money and that does nothing for the bulls. As far as that, that just says, that's an admittance by the front office that we really screwed this up. Hmm. And so we have to take one bad expiring contract and then another contract of a guy that's, meh, he's just a guy. And, um, you know, that that was the only one that looked like, okay, that could possibly happen, but there's no winning that from a PR standpoint. And unfortunately, from what I keep being told, 
is it is still important for that front office with, with Arturis and Mark Eversley to look good as far as what they're doing and look smart and not admit that what they've done is wrong. Um, to me, that's just a bad way of, of managing, especially in a, in a, when you're operating the Bulls, to me, you're operating a global brand. You're operating a major tech company. And the one thing you see good major tech companies do is admit when they're wrong, pivot, and go a different direction aggressively. These guys are not doing that, and it's, more, it's more still more of a mom-and-pop store. And it, it just, it's just not working. And until I see something different before February 8th, I, I, I can see that press conference already being like, yeah, you know, it was a uh, – we tried, and – there just wasn't a deal out there. It was, uh, wasn't the market we thought. And so, you know, this is the team we want and continuity and, and, and beat that drum into the summer and then see if you could revisit something somehow. But it, it, it's going to be tough with that new CBA lurking. It's going to be a tough contract to move. A lot of us thought, because I, I was one of those people, frankly, that, that thought that I thought that Zach was heading towards, given the improvement that he had in his efficiency as a scorer, that he could flirt with being a 50-40-90 guy who was top 12 in the NBA in scoring. And yet, not a perfect two-way player, not a perfect facilitator, but a truly efficient, high-level scorer. And for about two and a half months last year, he was pretty damn close to that. Why has this version of Zach not been that or anywhere near that? Well, I mean, I think we talked about this last time. There's been a confusion and, and a, you know, it, you, you could point the finger of a perfect storm when you go to clutch. You're, you're going there to be a businessman. You're going to be a basketball player, but you're going there to be a businessman. And two years ago when this thing was working, obviously Lonzo Ball was a key component of that, but let, let's move past that. Okay? Yeah. The other key component of that was the pecking order was DeMar, then Zach, then Vooch. When you max a guy out and then he signs with Clutch, all of a sudden it becomes, well, why? And, and Zach was even saying this on the record, not even between the lines. He was saying late in games we get stagnant. Late in games, everyone knows what we're going to do. Late in games. He was saying give me a chance. He's just not that guy. He's not that guy. That's his history. And we're not talking small sample size. We're talking I could count on less than one hand of the great Zach Levine moments as a bull. I just can I just couldn't think. I mean, the Charlotte game, and again, it was Charlotte, and then a second half against Toronto in the playing game. That's it. You can't really give me any other Zach heroic moment. I can name five for DeMar, and he's been here for a couple of years. So I think the pecking order got skewed. And once that happened, you, ha- you have two guys that really like each other and are really good friends. But one of them has resentment about his place in the pecking order and on the totem pole. And, and, and so I, I think that had a lot to do with it. And then, you know, he, he never got over the, the benching by Billy. You know, I mean, they're, they're yeah. amicable. They, they, he just doesn't trust them. He doesn't trust the organization because he thinks they've leaked out a lot of the trade rumors the last couple of years. He still doesn't like the fact that, you know, they made him go to market and made Sacramento set a price on him and then, then match it on his last contract because he played at an undervalued contract for three years. So I, I think there's a lot of things where it's just time to go. And, 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 and that story leaked from clutch right. in, in the, the third week of the season. They, they totally botched the timing of that. I think they thought 
it was going to be something different when that got out that, oh, you got a 25, 26-point score just sitting there ready for anyone. And I think Zach, from what I've been told, I think Zach even regrets the timing of that because that was just a bad look. And then a couple things after when he pulled away from, from PR and, it just, you know, he, he, he's not a villain and trying to play the villain is not a good look for him. So it's just been a, just a, a lot of bad decision, whether it's from his camp or from him. Um, and, you know, they have to clean up the pieces around it somehow. Joe, uh, I, I agree with everything you just said, frankly. Um, and, and, the relationship between Demar and Zach is so interesting because they do like each other, and it's just oh, they love each other. It, yeah. it, you know what? I've made the corollary. It's like two lead guitar players in a rock band that just kind of keep fighting each other, trading licks. Every once in a while, they get a little too competitive with each other and just like start isolating, and 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 sometimes it doesn't work out. When Zach was down, and like all the assist numbers started jumping up, and the team concept yeah. was so clearly happening, and everybody's helping on defense. I mean. Now that he's back, it, it what what to what level is he including himself in that, allowing that to happen, and 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 can they be better than they were now that uh, some like Kobe has stepped up and maybe Zach is a little more willing to play that style? Can they be better than they were? Yeah, they can be better just because it's it's a tougher team to defend when the ball is moving. They still have their stagnant moments, um, you know. I thought DeMar had a couple stagnant finishes last week. I think it was in Charlotte and then another game after that. I asked Billy about it a couple times. I didn't like his ISO baseline. Um, He did back-to-back ISO's baseline, and and I don't see him making a lot of money uh, historically from that area. I always saw top of the key. And and so I asked Billy about that. You know, Billy's always going to protect the vets, and, and, you know, he – he even kind of admitted that's not really where you wanted DeMar. And um, and then it happened in the next game. I thought there were a couple bad ISOs. But for the most part, um, and I will say Zach has tried to assimilate and, and acclimate himself to this style, maybe sometimes almost going overboard and passing up shots. I think they would ideally like him to be take on Clay Thompson's mentality of when you get that ball coming up, up catch and shoot off of a curl, off of anything, shoot it. I mean, that's what you're good at. Um, what you're not good at is when you're bringing the ball up, whether it's fourth quarter, and you're making decisions. That's what they don't want. And I think if they can keep him kind of in a, a tunnel of where they feel his strengths are, I do think this team could continue to play good basketball. The problem is they dug themselves in such a big hole. Um, they're fighting kind of for that, that playing spot again. And is, uh, what's the sell? So what's the sell to the fan base? Here we are again. Maybe we could beat, uh, you know, your Torontos or your Atlantas. And, and, and <laughs> well, the, I mean, that's the, the crazy trip. thing. They, they were the nine seed last year, and they're the nine seed this year. It's Yeah, and I would argue that they're actually probably playing a better brand of basketball that has a little more life in a playoff run or in a playing game right now. Again, the problem with this team is once you feel like, yeah, they're playing a certain way, something changes and they go into a rut. They also let go of the defense or they let go of the, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a weird roster to continue to kind of ride out. And I just don't see why the front office wants to continue on this ride. Do you think DeMar has a long-term future here? Well, when you, when you're paying for DeMar, it's funny. I had a conversation with him the other day. We were just BSing off the record and, and he was talking about the idea of, he was talking about the Packers. And the idea that people don't understand 
the important, you know, nowadays people want to rush everybody. You know, Patrick's getting rushed. Kobe got rushed and was overwhelmed. And look, it's year five now, and he's figured it out. And all of a sudden, he's putting up all-star caliber numbers. So we were talking about Pat, and then he got to the Packers. He goes, I was just having this conversation about the Packers and this quarterback round of them. And the, co- the common component is these, they draft these dudes, and these dudes sit, and they just watch, and they learn. And that's how it used to be. And now everything is rushed, rushed. Got to get this guy in, get this guy. Oh, this guy's a bust. Let's judge this guy right away. And so I think when you're paying for DeMar, which I think the writing is on the wall. If he's not traded by February 8th, you will offer him a contract. And what you're going to be paying for at age 34 is three years of declining offensive skills, but three years of a leader that all these young dudes love, look up to, and feel like they can learn the game and flourish under. So that's really what you're paying for. And I don't think it really means a damn to the common fan. They're like, yeah, what numbers can you get me and how many wins can you get me? Um, But I think it means something to the culture of a team, and that's something the Bulls lack severely is a consistent culture. So um, I I would not be surprised if, if they don't trade him by February 8th, which I don't feel like they will unless something changes on the market, I do feel like he will be extended to some some sort. Now, what that number is, who knows? Sure. But, um, you know, I do think they value what he brings, and I think the young guys, he is the Pied Piper, and they are following him. Well, you've seen it at times, and you certainly saw it in the stretch of Zacklessness, those 10 games, whatever it was. It was like he was picking and choosing his moments to try and take over, but he was also so happily passing and letting Kobe do his thing. It was it was kind of beautiful the way he was playing there for a little while, but um, right. I mean, he believes in power in these young guys because he thinks yeah. that's the future of this team. Which you know, which I'm sorry, but the number eight doesn't. The number eight feels there's a pecking order, and you guys are, you know, you brought up the rock band. I'm the lead singer, and you guys are <laughs> everything behind me. Oh uh, yeah, humans. But, uh, yeah, but don't you it, love humans? That, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and <laughs> I, it's possible they're both wrong. Like we we we, well, we don't know if the young guys are uh, played, pre- so something's not right. Well, you gotta you, know I mean? you gotta try and let the young guys show you that that something could be possible. You know what you are the other way. You know? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that was the other thing I asked uh, um, Billy about was you know why not you know I know Demar's ISO Demar's ISO at the end of games that's when he flourishes you know he's sixty percent you know in clutch time the last couple of years so that's your that's your money finisher. But why not let's see if Kobe can do it? What if Kobe can get up to 50-some percent as a finisher? Then all of a sudden, you know, you've got two finishers that, hey, okay, you want to rotate? You're probably going to pay if you don't rotate right. I bet DeMar would allow that over the next few years if that if that's what it was. I think so. I think so. You know, I think he's kind of got to get off the ISO at the end of the game every time. And I think he tried earlier in the year. There are a couple of games where he actually did try going with Zach. And, you know, Zach, unfortunately, you know, kind of tinkled the bed, but, you know, I, I think he tried. I think he does want to empower other people, and, and I think that's kind of a, a mis- uh, 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 I think he gets criticized wrongly about that because he does ISO a lot, and, but I do think his my- mentality is, you know, if these guys can make it, I, I'd let them make it, but I feel a little more confident in what I can do. The more things change, they are exactly the same. It's exactly the same. It's wild we've been having this conversation for this long about this team. Joe, thanks as always for the time, man. Good stuff. Uh, You guys take care.
All right. I hope, um, I, I, you know, I, I think at least Billy's tinkering and trying stuff. Did you see Vooch and Drummond out there together for a couple of stints the other night? It's I like, did. I mean, I you, you got you to gotta try and fiddle with this stuff more aggressively, and at least Billy's doing that. Sure. I, I, it's just there's a lot of ingredients that don't work together. I don't, I don't know that there is a combination of players, a rotation, uh, a mixing and matching mm-hmm. uh, that works here. And by the way, I also get <laughs> buy low, sell high. This would be selling the absolute bottom of, of Zach Levine. So I understand an organization's hesitancy to do it, but then you're just paralyzed. Yes. No, I, they, I, they, they, are, they are just intractably paralyzed to being the same there's a corollary there as they get older yeah like you you gotta free up the possibilities and I, I've thought that DeMar was the one holding back the possibilities of whatever youth you have getting better so maybe you've got a glimpse of something but I think it's pretty clear that that Zach is the one holding back those possibilities and not that DeMar and the kids makes you a championship team, but it could make you a little bit better and build yourself a nest. So I'd be look if it's, if it's D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura for Zach, I, I, I do that for the uh, subtraction part of it. Oh. I, th- for me, I'm in on oh. the subtract. I know, but oh. I'm in on the subtraction part of it. Cause otherwise you're what you just said. Paralyzed. Yeah. But yeah, I would not, because when you traded Jimmy, you got the seventh pick and Zach and Chris Dunn. You got three pieces yeah. that could elevate to something that was meaningful, right? Chris Dunn did not. Lowry Marketing did, but it was too late. He's awesome. He's just awesome, not on the Bulls. And Zach is a two-time All-Star. You trade Zach for Russell and, Ru- and Rui, that there's it's zero percent that either one of those guys is a is a meaningful contributor in terms of like a high end thing. I know, but like there is the belief around the league that Zach is not gonna have like some great extra chapter somewhere else. I don't like like Jimmy was such a good complete player with this crazy bulldog mentality. I know, I know. it was on the table that he would continue to be good. I don't I don't know what Zach is gonna be. I understand. No, you're you're right. That's a huge difference. Like. And obviously, I don't, I don't want one of these guys to get hurt. But I would be interested in seeing what, what would we've talked about. You talked about Zacklessness. Yeah. What would fifteen games of Demarlessness look like if it started tomorrow? You, you, you think you think this know. team would function with the kids and Zach? Like I don't it know. Function with the kids I, and tomorrow? I do not at all. I, I I don't I don't know. My point is is that like I would at least like to exhaust all possibilities before trading him for what is in essence nothing you know and now one's an expiring contract so you could then replace it in the offseason yeah. with something else i understand that right as bad as d'angelo is he is expiring there's money there's money that's coming off he's going to be I, decomposing for a little bit <laughs> yeah. according to mike francesa <laughs> yeah that, that's right that's right <laughs> so, so that 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 would be the argument to go in that direction a lot of death on today's show a lot of death stuff too much i agree probably too much uh, we can lighten the mood, though, with uh, this piece of viral audio that probably we relate to a little too much. It's next on The Score. Hey everybody, we are live. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. We're having a little fun. 
Thanks to Joe Cowley for the time. Parkinson Spiegel here on the score. It's been too long since I've watched the Caleb Williams highlight. I'll, I'll rectify that in just a little bit. We'll get back to uh, some Bears and Bears conversation at 5 o'clock as uh, there was some incredible data that was put out on number one picks and their success rate and failure rate uh, as it relates to the quarterback position. Is it, da- is it data or data? Danny, I get confused myself. Whatever I said, that's what it is. I think <laughs> data or data. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'll know. say it differently. Uh, uh, I'm sure before the end of the show. I didn't mean to derail your tease of football conversation. No, don't worry. No, Bears conversation. Because uh, yeah, it's 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 always around the corner. But there was a clip that resurfaced today. I didn't know it was a resurface. Oh, I, you didn't? I didn't know. He's working with the czar, Mike Fratello. I, well, he doesn't still? I don't know. He does not. I don't, no. Mike no. Fratello's still with us? He is still with okay, us. Okay, good. He is still he is still with us, but he's not he's not he's not the main Nets announcer. No, but Ian Eagle commented on it. But you you were tickled by this because you said it was us. I loved it. I loved it. I love twelve years old this clip. It, 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 I didn't know the clip is <laughs> so, twelve years old. So like, you know, Speak sent it to me and I appreciated that because I did laugh at it. I don't remember this twelve years ago. Um, but the funny <laughs> thing was like in this clip I you'll hear Iron Eagle say, I've been with the Nets for twelve years. <laughs> eighteen and, years. He said I've been doing NBA for eighteen years. Yeah, eighteen years and I told Speaks, I was like, Yeah, that doesn't line up because Iron Eagle did some of Jordan's games. So you is did. he underselling? Yeah. Or did he forget? What's I was like, on? I could, maybe it just means like full time or something. Yeah, we were trying to figure out why. <laughs> Instead oh. we're idiots. This clip is as old as Ruben Spiegel. Threes coming from all over the place, and then everything that could go wrong, you know, foul, ball goes in, and one, stops the clock, turnover, turnover, miss free throws when you got fouled, eventually. It was crazy. Could I make one point? Sure can. I just want to say that earlier, you had a very patronizing tone towards me. I fully understand what a slip screen is. I've been doing the NBA for 18 years. But the way you presented it initially was gobbledygook. So, like the audience, I wanted you to come back and explain yourself. And you then just took a firing line on me, and it was uncalled for. I don't think so. That's exactly what happened. You are overly sensitive to I am not. Did you have a bad day today? <laughs> it's second game of a back-to-back. The it's ride back from Philly, tough. did it, like, disturb you well, last night? that was two hours with you which is probably the reason why i've had enough tonight time out man i thought that was amazing i saw that and i'm like wow these guys are going at it you know what they're doing they're airing their grievances like it's festivus let's go they're working through their things working through their emotions i was like yes i want that in my sports product from a partnership yeah we get we give it to you <laughs> Um, yeah, you know why it does work for this show? Because uh, Ian Eagle is working through his emotions, and Mike Fratello is telling him that he shouldn't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's why yeah. it works for this show. Uh, Mike Fratello. <laughs> I don't know who's in what role. I, I'm not assigning a role to anybody. No, you're not. That would just make this show like that clip again. <laughs> don't worry, Shane. They will each assign a role. Yeah. Very soon. Here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you get the onion roll, Tanny. Ooh, and my And Shane, favorites. you get the Kaiser. You can work with that, right? Sure. All right, good. But yes, one of them is is trying to be vulnerable and open, and the other one is saying, you're sensitive. You had a long <laughs> ride. <laughs>
That's not, not what happened. Yeah, that, Your feelings are invalidated. <laughs> that's not that's not good. Oh. I don't want that to be our show. But anyway, my band's 12 years old. Sorry about I that. I mean, there were just so many <laughs> clues. Like, did you, like, like, that's so funny to me. Uh, the net, the Nets jerseys. Yeah. Like, like, it, looked, it looked like Carrie Kittles was in that <laughs> clip. Like, that, that, that was just ridiculous. Like, like, yeah, they were playing the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah, just, right. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? I should have uh, noticed when Rick Barry took a free throw <laughs> underhanded, yeah. that should have been a clue to me. I, and he goes, like, I'm looking forward to the birth of my son, Noah. <laughs> it's just so silly. Uh, Ian Eagle said he woke up to 40 texts and he thought that something terrible had happened in the world. But in fact, he had just gone viral and he called the clip uh, sad but hilarious. Well, and I have since looked, since I realized uh, during the break that I had been duped um, by that before the show. I looked and he denies the whole thing from 12 years ago and says it was just all deadpan humor between him and Fratello. But that sounded very real. And honest to me. Iron Eagle's pretty good. So you're saying you're saying you want more airing of grievances on this show than we already do? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that. I'm not sure that we'll make it to 2025. We, no, I think it's good. I think it, it, it. Go ahead. They resolved it. They resolved it before the commercial break. That sounded resolved. <laughs> he said, and that's why I'm done. I, I bet they resolved it during the commercial break. Yeah. Peoria yeah. Matt is telling me that the Pat Summerall clip currently going around is also <laughs> it's also it's not, not a repost. Not terribly relevant. Thank you. Thank you very Did much. Did you guys say we just landed on the moon? <laughs> it's amazing. It's I just saw a clip on Twitter. I don't believe that that's true. I think I, no way. I, I think that Kubrick planted that whole thing. That's what I think. Yeah. That's how we got the lenses for Barry Lyndon from NASA. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. This is a kind of conspiracy theory I can get behind. That's so good. <laughs> I thought that you knew, yeah. and it was still funny. You were going to use it to make like a point about healthy confrontation or nope. something like that. And you're like, nope. <laughs> Did you see what happened in the next game? No, it me, man who got duped. That's man great. who got duped by reviral thread. Well, it's funny though because like this is happening a lot. Like I'm not saying I I've been got before by the internet, you know. But just the other day at, at Cubs convention. Media executive. Oh, dude. Coming to me and saying, did you see this about Caleb Williams that, and the Bears? That thing from an invented account named Wesley Steinberg about it, Caleb Williams not wanting to come to the Bears. That thing caught a life. You would have loved this, Danny. I saw on Facebook. I forget who it was, but it, w- it was somebody posted and said, true or not, I want no part of the guy. And they went right. ahead and posted Great. the thing. That's good. <laughs> That's that's where we are. True or in, not. In human discourse. Yeah, Doesn't matter if it's true. It's objectively not true. It's a parody account. Uh-huh. Like you just you look at the other tweets that that account had and it's just like red meat like quotes that are just completely absurd. It's yeah. like Brian Dable told Wink Martindale to go F himself and mm-hmm. eat another cheeseburger and it's like Right. That but didn't happen. This one was just believable enough. You know, I, I I guess I get, but it, that is something that has been different about this Caleb experience over the last few months that is different than the Justin experience or the Mitch experience where like there've been a lot of things about him that have been just straight up fake. There's not any substantiated reporting. 
around that he had like a list of five teams that he was going to go to. That was just, as far as I can tell, created on Reddit. Like that's just totally, totally fabricated and not true. The, the, there were a couple of vague allusions to things by his dad in the no, GQ dad, article that got run with. His right? dad said his dad said in GQ that he could go back to school another year because of NIL money. But there was a list of five teams that were going around. It was like the Cowboys, the Giants, the Vikings, and whoever the other two teams were. That was full-on fabrication? Full-on fabrication. Amazing. Just, just not, not a real thing. And but like hundreds of people have sent mm-hmm. it to me as I've been tweeting about it. I'm like, the Bears aren't on his list. Was one of them Aaron Rodgers? Did he send it to you? That's what I'm saying. He believes that stuff. It's just... It, it, <laughs> but that's a great encapsulation of where we are with internet discourse and human discourse. True or not. <laughs> true or not. I don't want anything to but do with it. But go ahead and post this. I think it might be fake. I don't care. I don't care. I'm an old soul, Speaks. If it's something is true or not, that does matter. That does get to, that does carry some weight with me. The FBI raided my house looking for the list of teams that Caleb Williams would want to go to and then Peanut Tillman. <laughs> had to come in here and tell <laughs> tell who, me what was happening. I who, cried. Well, Mitch Rosen was crying. Yeah. yeah. Who are you? Are you John Zagul? Is that who you are? Now? Just, I just, I, I'm just telling you about the events. Yeah, that, that's just the what events. happened. Yeah. That is just what happened. They were looking for your focaccia recipe, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have it, Peanut. Oh, oh. side hustle. Side hustle. How's the, how's the bread business going? We usually break around between like thirty nine and forty one. <laughs> we surpassed that. It's, it's 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 going very well. Good. It, yeah, it's, I'm glad. It, it, it seems it's going to help me climb rough. climb out of a financial hole. Oh, All God. my gambling losses. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a Fanduel read coming up? A couple minutes. No, sir. I, I, I hope so. Okay. I don't um, have sir. I'll tell you that. <laughs> said all those nice things. Now it's all. I could go for some sour cream dip. Do we have any? (laughs) All right. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the squad. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Spend some time with our friends Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. Yes. Afternoons on the score. Second down and six, and Kelsey with tears in his eyes on the Eagle sideline as Gainwell goes up the middle, gets a yard to the 41, and that's going to do it. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers clip the Eagles' wings and send last year's NFC champion home. A 32-9 win for Tampa Bay. And it's on to Detroit for the Buccaneers on Sunday. Bucks and Lions in the divisional round next weekend. So the Eagles were eliminated from the postseason one year after being in the NFC Championship game. And arguably the signature play of this football season has been the tush push. It was kind of inserted into the lexicon, the brotherly shove. They do it better in Philly than anywhere else. A lot of people tried to replicate it, but they had a much higher degree of success as anybody else. And we've talked about it a lot on the show. And one of the things that I and many others have said, like they get credit for, your favorite position, the center. Yes. They've got a Hall of Famer in Jason Kelsey who reportedly addressed the team after the game. He says on his New Heights podcast that he will make an announcement on his future in an appropriate manner. He is not saying that he is for sure retiring because you do not want to make those decisions right after a game, but that he did address uh, the team. Laura Oakman shared this on, on Twitter, and it's a fantastic quote. 
She says, my favorite quote of the season was one I couldn't say on TV. Explaining the toll the tush push takes on you, Jason Kelsey told me upon the push, he yells, F my life. (laughs) Jalen Hurts confirmed that this happens. So here's to a man who also screams and lives, I love my life just as passionately. Man, I I love that because they do it so well. And, yes, as you said, you've always pointed out, you know, well, the Bears don't have Jason Kelsey. Go out and and get a center. And, you know, you can't do it with Lucas Patrick. Can't do it with Dan Feeney. Um, And they will have a new center next year. And, boy, I look forward to whoever – that might be coming soon to a polls position near you after the Super Bowl, three o'clock, right here on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. But I love the idea that Kelsey knows it's going to work, knows that it is good for the overall group, and does it well, does it willingly, but absolutely hates it because of everybody piling onto him and pushing him and just the damage it does to him. So, yes, I'm wondering, Danny, is there something in your life, and perhaps Shane and Tanny, and I've certainly thought of one, where, like, where you say to yourself, F my life, but you do it because it is better for the group or the family, and it's just something you have to do. Things that matter from spring training. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Didn't even do it last year. I don't think, but you can you can bet your sweet arse we're doing it this coming spring. I don't think so. Lock oh, lock it in. Lock it in now. Six oh five. That's cool. right. He started there, space. What a That's colossal. right. Where do we go from here? Jag bang. I can't wait for next football season when we don't start talking football till six oh five. Yeah. Right? That's what we'll do. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about the dumbass bears. Right, that's right. That's what we'll do. That's the idea. That's a good Bastard. idea. I had reading segment sponsors. That was one of the ones that I was going to go with. Oh, wow. Okay, so wait. So I, I went good. too strong on my first the one? The paying clients are going to yeah. love to hear that. What the hell, Speaks? I was kidding. I was kidding with that one. Is that something normally when Danny's in studio, you would run by him and say, hey, I'm thinking about saying this, and then Danny would say, hey, don't say that. No. Well, that, no. no, maybe, maybe. No, no. things don't no matter filter. from spring training. <laughs> what is that's that such answer? a bad guy what thing a to terrible say. Terrible human, like <laughs> man, cascading funny. down the list of humans. That's just a, that's a funny thing to say. It was funny. The it guy funny. texted us this morning and said he couldn't make it in today because it was just a little bit too cold. And yeah. then he has the right, he has the nerve to say that to you about a segment that you love and enjoy. That's yeah. not. Why I'm not into that. Uh, here's one. Um, my wife is uh, crazy when it comes to the gas tank. She needs it to be full as often as possible. That's pretty smart. What's the problem? Add a girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to freeze your gas line. I, I, I like, to, I like to, to push it. Just, you know, I usually get gas when it's, you know, very, very low. Because there seems oh, to be gas tanks this everywhere. Surprise anyone. <laughs> she wants it. For, anytime we're just under half a tank. Just under half a tank. Homegirl wants to fill it up. And if it's not filled up, if I've driven it and it's under half a tank, she's like, "Where? why didn't you fill it up? And I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. And I find myself out in the cold filling up the gas tank when it doesn't yet need to be filled up. But I just have to do it because it's better for the group. It's better for everybody. All right. So we know you're going to end up spending the same amount of money both ways. Yeah. But wouldn't you rather look at the number on the meter and see that it's less but you're doing it more often instead of like filling up when it's 75% empty and you're paying like 
60 bucks? I'd, I'd Wouldn't you rather pay 15 more times? I'd like to not waste the eight minutes of my life at the gas station as often as I seem to waste the eight minutes of my life. That's 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 my theory. Good question, Ray. Why is it taking you eight minutes to fill up the gas? <laughs> Are you doing it with a straw in your mouth? I siphon the gas from a truck. That's what I do. I get a straw and no, I yeah, steal yeah. gas from truckers. That's you normal. Got, you got to pull off the road. You got to you got to yeah. get to the tank. You yeah. got to get out. You got to do the card. You got to say that you don't want a car wash for some reason. Oh my God, it's the worst. Fuel rewards. It's, yeah. You feel me, Danny? It's very inefficient. Are I, you watching I the Jimmy would, Fallon clips that are on the little monitor of the gas? station you just get wrapped up in those little clips but the maria menounos ones oh yeah you stop every time you got to watch maria emerson college graduate right there all right that was a kinder answer i suppose (laughs) (laughs) you think bus tossed your wife (laughs) right right. but i but but she enjoys things that matter from spring training (laughs) that's good That's Found good. a good match. Found that, a good fit. That's good. Shane, anything in your life that you do and you say F my life, but you do it because it's for the betterment of the group? I mean, it's really tough to take Willie out right now in the cold to let uh. her go to the bathroom a few times a day. I, I was planning on getting a puppy over winter break, and I decided not to solely because I didn't want to potty train uh, in the cold, so I'm waiting until the spring. But that is – it sounds like it's not much, but, like, when you have a dog who's indecisive on where she wants to take a dump – then you're just, I'm standing on my back deck for 25 minutes just watching her. It's awful. Yeah. F your life. F my life. F your, yeah, that is your tush push. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, you got one? Well, you know, even though the audience loves this and they want more of it, clearly, uh, I hate when I have to tell you guys it's time to break. Because oh. <laughs> 5 o'clock coming up here. So. Oh, yeah. Well, Tanny, Tanny's open the highlight of the show every day, but especially today. Uh, this this one is an absolute 10 out of 10, and we will give you some data uh, or data on drafting quarter, quarterbacks number one and what it means next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.